Welcome to Leasing Out Loud, the podcast that is your information source for all things commercial real estate. We are your hosts, Lorraine Spindler and Lori Suba, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate. We're excited that you're here and hope that you'll join us each episode as we explore the ins and outs of Calgary's commercial real estate market. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Leasing Out Loud for episode number 11, the first episode of 2021. Excited to be here with my co-host, Lorraine. This is Lori. And we also have on the line Eve Renault, and Eve's a partner with Lorraine and I at Scout Real Estate. And for those listeners that may have tuned in in 2020 to our episodes, Eve was kind enough to provide us with an update on what's happening in the retail market in Calgary. And we thought with everything that's going on right now with COVID and the market and so much uncertainty that it might make sense just as a refresh recap to kind of check in with Eve as well for 2021 and just hear about what she's seeing on the retail side and maybe get an update on what's going on today. So welcome. Well, I'm glad I'm allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> we are always love to have you, Eve. Yeah, 2021 has started really quickly and we're off to the races. I think with Scout, I have a number of clients that are looking for spaces. They're up and active. A lot of startups actually. So I think a lot of reflection last year and now it's just kind of jumping in the deep end and committing to that space. So I have anywhere from an acupuncturist to a brewery client to salons to lots of other things. So on the scout front, things are busy and trying to find spaces for them. I've noticed that even in the last couple of weeks, I've had to ask on a couple of spaces and they've been leased. So I don't want to give any false conception that it's all rosy and everything's 100%, but it does seem like things are getting better. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because we know some of the industries, particularly on the salon side, we hear about this in the media where those folks have been locked down with the current measures in place with the government. So. It's interesting to hear that some of those groups are still out actively looking at spaces and that there are encountering situations where spaces are being leased before they're able to really entertain them. So that's positive news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really, um, you know, working with this brewery and they like to do a restaurant concept as well. It seems as though when a restaurant unfortunately goes under and they're leaving fixtures and their kitchen and all of that, it's actually kind of a hot commodity. People are kind of jumping in and trying to see what it's about. And Mm -hmm. what you're seeing with restaurants, which has been the case over the last year, is it's a lot cheaper to pick up where someone left off, meaning, you know, where a kitchen was built, if there was finished walls. Right. So you're seeing a lot of revamped spaces as opposed to building from the ground up restaurants. So ah, so that makes oppor- sense. opportunistic, yeah. right? So they're basically yes. seeing the infrastructure in place and they're able to take advantage of it if they can. Yeah. Like with my client, we were looking at an old pub space and I actually had to call the bankruptcy trustee to see what was going on with the space. And I finally got a hold of the landlord and he had already had about four offers on the space. So, and that was just purely because there was some infrastructure in there to begin with. So. Gotcha. And Eve, I'm sure restaurant equipment 
well, everyone knows that that's a pretty heavy expenditure and a capital investment up front. And I'm sure it's like construction costs where they never seem to come down. (laughs) All of that is expensive if you try to get into it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can speak on the Rencor side. We do have a construction arm. And last year or the year before with, and I don't want to get political, but with Mm -hmm. Trump's tariffs on steel and some other products, Mm -hmm. prices were going up. Mm -hmm. So we actually speculatively built something. And yes, the leasing isn't trailing as fast as we'd like, but Mm -hmm. construction costs who knows, may go down just with lifting of some tariffs with the new administration, lumber as well. There's been a dispute, but Mm -hmm. I think really right now people are just watching their sense and basically it's a huge capital investment. They know that rents are going to still be pretty high in some locations. They know that property tax is going to be pretty high. So wherever they can save that money starting up is where it's going to go. Very cool. And we see obviously still development underway. So from a development side, Eve, what's happening with COVID, that's not deterring everyone. Is that right? So, I mean, there's a reason why I suspect you may be actively underway with Bingham as an example. So there's there's developers that are still going ahead. They see this perhaps as a short-term problem. And certainly the pain is great for a lot of retailers. And we know that but sort of in the long-term vision, do the developers just see that things are going to turn, the tides will change and are getting proactive and going ahead with those developments? Is that the thought? I really think so. I mean, it got pretty bad and I really think things are going to get better in Calgary Mm -hmm. and in Alberta. Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of have to say that because we're retail developers in Alberta. But (laughs) You have to be optimistic. Yes, we do. But There are projects happening. So Mm -hmm. I'll get to Bingham in a second. You see Township and Legacy in the South. You see University District in the Northwest. And those are success stories. They're getting really Mm -hmm. great tenants. They're Mm -hmm. really nice projects. They're getting the rents. And University District, I believe their first phase is totally leased. And that's that's commending their team and all of that. But people still need to grow. They still want to make money. Mm -hmm. And I think um, these new developments really are still happening. Mm -hmm. We have our project out in Springbank, Bingham Crossing. We're in negotiations with a large format anchor right now. Mm -hmm. Things are moving forward. And the reason why we feel our site is going to be a success is I alluded to this in my last interview, basically essential retail. People Mm -hmm. still need to get their hair cut. They still need to get their groceries. They right. still need to pick up their prescriptions. You can't do that all online. Right. Yeah. And right now, the demand for haircuts when when things open up. Yes. <laughs> now more than ever. I know. We're on the Zoom, you guys, and I can see all of my grays are showing. So I know I'm not alone. <laughs> There's a bunch of people that are thinking the same. Geez, you so know, I still need a demand. haircut. There's going to be some pent up demand for sure. Right. Yeah. Eve, I got a question for you with the plans and depending on where a developer's at, in their cycle. Do you see with COVID, you were mentioning like there's startups, there's changes to how businesses are going to operate. Is that going to dramatically change like the format of development or the bricks and mortar that you see? Or is it more going to be how retailers operate within the similar kind of real estate? Well, I think there's going to be some hangover from COVID when everyone's all vaccinated and all of that, or, you know, if they're not, but 
if it's behind us, I still think people are going to crave space. I think mm-hmm. they're going to crave mm-hmm. open air. I still think it's a, a very strong retail asset class to have an open air shopping center. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the retailers really know what the future holds. Yeah. Is it going to still be like, for example, grocery stores? A lot of grocery stores were looking at smaller footprints before COVID. Is mm-hmm. that going to go up because they need to accommodate more customers at the store, wider aisles, yeah, wider aisles. Correct. Mm. Uh, you know, drive-through is having a renaissance. So within Calgary, there are mm. a lot of restrictions, and there's a shortage of drive-through spots. But people like drive-through; they don't need to leave their car. It's safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Calgary going to relook at that? So I think we're still trying to figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think there's some indications that the desire for open-air shopping. And high street shopping is going to go up. Right. Not to say I'm slamming enclosed malls. Mm-hmm. I have a long history in that <laughs> business as well. <laughs> but I think as far as amenity retail, yeah. I would say looking at the open air shopping center some more. Yeah. Well, I did hear through the grapevine that Dollarama, I think it is over at South Center is open and operating and everything now, which is a real change for South Center. Mm-hmm. Like that's the group that went into, it was formerly the Sears space. So that's kind of changing that enclosed mall. And I think that with the VR, I think their VR Cade that's there, that's some different uses going into these enclosed malls, right? Like it's not the typical, it was a real push for fashion and would you call it fast fashion, Eve? Well, yeah, I think fashion took on and takes on a lot of square footage and enclosed mm-hmm. malls. Yeah, And unfortunately, a lot of those brands or some of those brands have gone bankrupt or are closing mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing landlords looking at different uses for enclosed malls. I was just reading on LinkedIn the other day that Epic Games, who created Fortnite, mm-hmm. bought a former enclosed shopping center for their headquarters. Which is not surprising in a way, given how much my kids play Fortnite and Rocket League, <laughs> that they might need to have a whole larger space to, to operate out of. Well, absolutely. And there are amenities in there. So you, you mm-hmm. look at it, you know, these tech companies like a campus style office. They right. like campus amenities. And that's what a shopping center is. And in this climate, it makes sense. Right. Talk about a shift in looking at real estate from a big company like that. Like that's a really creative out of the box way to look at a piece of real estate. Yeah. And I even saw too recently an article coming out of Texas where they were talking about how a community college purchased a mall and was occupying a mall for their community college, which makes sense too. Similar sort of idea, this campus style format, lots of parking, Mm -hmm. you know, in a suburban node often, right? There's lots of reasons why it might check that box for an employer, right? Or a college or school. Well, you can see like just on the note of the college, if you look at Marlboro Mall, for example, some of my old stomping grounds, Mm -hmm. it's close to transit and uh, they leased the former Sears spot to a massage school. Sure. So that just makes sense. Yeah. So we'll see maybe a little bit more of that happening. Not saying that, you know, obviously the big anchor malls in Calgary are going to see a massive shift, but we're starting to see some of that change a little bit, the landscape change and likely will continue to change, right, Eve, as 2021 rolls out here. Yeah. And you look at shopping centers like Chinook Center or Market Mall, you're seeing their uses shift a bit. You're seeing Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a bakery popping up or there's some uses that are closer to that essential retail pop up and it's just changing. Eve, for our listeners, I think they'd be curious to know what kind of uses are we seeing that are active right now? 
Well, I guess I'll just repeat on the food thing. I think people are, they're still ordering in even over COVID. Mm -hmm. A lot of retailers want that ability for a customer to park right in front of the spot and walk in for curbside, pick up their food Mm -hmm. or have skip the dishes or Uber Eats, readily be able to get the food. I think there's still a lot of services out there looking. So I would say salons are a little tepid right now to some certain extent, just Mm -hmm. with the shutdown, the lockdown right now. Again, I sound like a broken record. I think the essential retail, they are active. So you're looking at the large format, you know, like the Walmarts and the Costcos of the world are looking at sites. You're seeing as well grocery stores still looking at sites. Mm-hmm. And these retailers still have to grow. They still have to be able to create value. And yes, they can do that online, but they still need a presence in some markets as well. And I still think there is opportunity. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Eve. I think it was great to have you on. I really appreciate your time. And I always think it's fun to hear about the retail side of things because certainly it impacts everybody. Everybody is a consumer. And so it's fun to hear about what's happening. Interesting to hear about how the market is transitioning through this time and what we might expect to see over the next few months. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's great seeing your lovely faces across the Zoom. (laughs) And thanks so much for our listeners for tuning in. It was great to have you along for this discussion on retail in Calgary in 2021. Please be sure to tune in next episode where we're going to talk about the latest and greatest real estate trends in Calgary. And just a reminder how you can get a hold of us if you've got retail questions for Eve or whatever asset class you might be wondering about. Shoot us some feedback or a question or comment at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day.